With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice and my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code clink at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code clink mylifeinabook.com. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. Up in here. Up in here. Up in here. Day after Mother's Day. I went to my kids' school today, by the way, to do the mothers and muffins or moms and donuts and whatever the shit. (laughs) That's what it should be called. (laughs) Moms do have muffs. Usually. Um, Yes. I, I got, you know, one of those little cards and it was so cute. That was everything was good. It wasn't like mom always texts in the car or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They usually do that. They give a list yeah. of like mom's favorite drink and it's always like wine. Yeah. No. Yeah. And Mine you're was... like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, kid. Good. I know. 
that's how they usually are. And yeah. how old is your mom? She's 85. Right. Yeah. I love that too. Mm-hmm. No. Um, yeah. I don't think my kids are doing it. Their school's not doing anything like that. Your school's kind of drab. Drab. They yeah. did invite me, you know, because I'm room mom at the one school. They invited me to some like volunteers luncheon. And I oh. decli- I declined. You did? You should have <laughs> yes. gone. No, I don't want to go. It's like, oh. And I just found out how I'm spending my birthday. And? Going, going on a field trip to the mission. Oh, fun. <laughs> That's exactly what you wanted. Like, oh, yes, of course. I will volunteer for that. Great. You're the room mom. Yeah. I volunteered for something also. I am in charge of a silent auction. Um, well, actually, that sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, it would be fun if you were like the auctioneer. I think you would kill it at that. Dude, me too. I I actually think that they should ask me to do that part of it. Because if I'm bringing in all this, I'm actually doing the live auction and the silent auction. So if anybody out there has some really cool stuff you want to donate to me to auction off um, at the charity league, that would be awesome. But yeah, so I am, I have to gather a bunch of stuff and then it's a competition basically, right? Because you got, you see how much they raised last year and you've got it and you have to raise more, but you don't really have to raise more. I just have that competitive nature that she does inside my soul. I have to raise more. So that's, that's me, my charity work for the well, year. I nominate you for a live auctioneer. Okay. Well, thanks. I'll let them know. Well, I don't want to brag, but I will. We went to the dentist yesterday. No cavities. No cavities. That's awesome. I know. It is always like a, the dentist always looks at me. She comes out and is like, why are you so surprised? I'm like, I was totally honest when I filled out that that paperwork that said they brush and floss every day. Of course we do. <laughs> the Clearly, flossing. you can tell. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they're just just very proud of the shorties lately. Uh, sometimes they do things that are so dumb, though. You know what my kid just did? We were having pancakes. Mm-hmm. And... She went into the refrigerator and got the syrup, which she thought was syrup. Okay. It was a bottle of balsamic salad dressing. Oh God. Did she try to eat the pancakes with that? She, yeah, she like shook. She's like, look at this syrup that is, you know, dark red on the bottom and oily on top. I'm going to shake it up and put it all over my pancakes. Oh oh my gosh. I'm like, uh, that is, we buy the syrup in the little jugs. It doesn't even look like the syrup bottle. What are yeah. you? Yeah, girlfriend. Okay. By the way, I went out to dinner last night for my birthday with the family. So like the family birthday dinner, oh, you know? Oh, fun. Your birthday and never ends. It's, dude, it goes on for a week. Yeah, it's least. a week. Mm-hmm. It's from it's my birthday. It's next week, actually. Mm-hmm. Saturday to Saturday. Okay. So we're not even at Saturday yet. So anyways, we went with my family. We're in this little kind of private room and the, and, and it's in a hotel, by the way, they have this like wine room. So we're in this wine room. The entire hotel loses power, like pitch black, dark in the middle of dinner. Yeah. 
what would you think? Would you be like, I mean, and it wasn't like a thunderstorm or anything. So I was like, what the Sam hell we're stuck in this. Like, there's no way out of this, this little encasing that we are in except for the way you got in. Right. Mm -hmm. So my mind immediately goes to like, how do I, if there's like a problem, if there's a fire, if there's somebody crazy in this hotel, I can't get out. I'm stuck. Yeah. That was my first that's, thought. That that was your first thought. Yeah, it's kind of sad that that's my first thought, but it is. Oh, <laughs> I'm always ha- I'm always aware of like yeah how to escape. I well, I had some thoughts. I had it. Uh, my neighbor friend was sick for like a week, mm-hmm. so I hadn't seen her, and I kept seeing her husband at pickup. Oh, did and they're see- doing all this construction at their house, oh. and <laughs> it's like. Okay, it's been a full week. Yeah. So I know I just I didn't say that. I just said like, hey, buddy, um, you know, where's your wife? How's the wife? And he's like, yeah, she's still just really sick. I'm like, okay, but it's been a while. I'm going to need some proof of life. (laughs) And (laughs) did you say that? Yeah, I did. (laughs) And And then someone is standing there and she's like, oh, yeah, they're doing all that construction. They probably had cement trucks. And I just look at him. I'm like. You did. Mm-hmm. 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 He's like, okay, I'll have her text you. I'm all, it better be kind of like soon because otherwise I'll know you're home. Dude, so. she he could text from her phone. You're like, I need I a picture with no. a newspaper. With the I've date. seen her since then, but she texted okay. me. She's like, so you're accusing my husband of murdering me? I was like, no. You're just like, ask, listen, girl, you I got know. your back. I just asked for proof of life. That's totally normal request, right? <laughs> I do not think it is, but okay. I'm just saying, maybe we do too much crime. Nobody and... is getting murdered and getting away with it in in my circle. Okay, it's not I happening. Like I'm, I see you, okay? See me? Got it. Got it. Okay. You have a crime? Well, I am also talking about a little murder today, too. Maybe one or two. Or three. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You can decide. Oh. All right. Let's get to it. All right. This week's episode comes right out of one of your favorite states, Gretchy. Tennessee. California. (laughs) Oh, my God. Home of Dollywood. Seriously. Uh, We're talking about Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Yeah, Yeah, that's up there. (laughs) You have a house there. Mm -hmm. Whitewater, Colorado to be exact. Have you heard of it? No, I wouldn't expect it because it's an unincorporated community in Mesa County, which is about 10 miles south of Grand Junction. Do you know where Grand Junction is? I do. I do. I think we did a case at a Grand Junction before. So I was a little worried I was repeating Mm -mm. because my brain is not that spongy. You're likely to put the balsamic on your pancakes. In and out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I probably would. Yeah. Me and Ruby. Okay. So basically, I don't think there's shit to do there. It's like a one horse town. But if you're into like hiking and fishing. Yeah. uh, There's a lot to do in all things. (laughs) Like it's called whitewater. I kind of imagine there's some whitewater. So there's river rafting, tubing. Okay. There might be that kind of stuff. Fishing. Yes. 
<laughs> there's outdoorsy shit. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. there is. I was just kidding. There's a lot of outdoorsy stuff. And if you like to camp like you, Gretchy, I'm sure you can find that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people, if they want to do other stuff besides that, or even more outdoor stuff, they go to Grand Junction. If you want to live in Whitewater, there are not a lot of homes available. So you better start looking real soon. Um, there's a few that are viable in my opinion, and one's about $400,000 and it's a really cute little log cabin, kind of like your, your place. Cute. Well, Alan and Miriam Helmick lived in Whitewater and had seemingly lovely second marriage. Both Alan and Miriam were widowers. So when the two met, they felt an instant connection. Alan was born in 1945. He married his first wife, his high school sweetheart, Sharon, at a very young age in 1967. Alan was a real estate broker turned land developer in Grand Junction, Colorado, and he was, by all means, a successful guy. Sharon, the first wife, and Alan would end up having four kids together before Sharon tragically died of a heart attack in 2003. They were married for 36 years, Gretchy, when she just up and passed. Oh, my God. That's how old I am. So that's a long time. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Somebody asked me the other day, they were like, okay, so how old did you turn? I was like, I turned 39 again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm not saying anymore. Yeah. I'm just gonna be that person. I thought I'd never be that person, but I Me think too. I, I think I hit that age, yeah, this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so by this time Alan's kids were grown when Sharon passed away. Um and so it left Alan with like a massive broken heart. You know, he's alone, his kids are grown, probably in college at this point, or even past that, because the they've been married for thirty six years. Um, I will be so, so pissed if my husband dies when our kids are finally out of the house and you can like travel and do whatever you want yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's dude that happens by the way. And it is so tragic. It happened to my girlfriend, um, Natalie and Michael that his dad just passed when the, they were on like the time of their lives, you know, yeah. it is, it's a real tragedy. So after two years of being real down in the dumps, Alan decides to take up dancing. So he got himself some dance lessons. I bet you he thought he was going to, you know, hit, not hit the clubs, but like maybe the local, I don't know. No, there's a dancing scene. Or whatever. Yeah. Maybe the rumba tingo. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is where he would meet Miriam Giles. Miriam was a dance instructor that had moved to Grand Junction not too long before Alan waltzed right through the dancing studio door. Miriam had moved from Jacksonville, Florida, which is where I'm going pretty soon. Oh, yeah. After her husband of 26 years lost his life to suicide in 2002. Miriam, she was born in 1957, so she was a bit younger than Alan, but she too had children from her previous marriage. She had a son and then a daughter who actually passed away in 2001. Her name was Amy. Amy's death is not really clear. It's suspected that she had some sort of overdose, 
Her uncle claims that she never did drugs ever. So it's suspicious that she would just have an overdose. But Miriam never really talked about what had happened to Amy and just kind of said it was accidental. Okay. Okay. And then um, it was also assumed that Miriam's husband, Jack Giles or Giles, I think how you say it. Um, he had taken his life via suicide because he was so depressed from his daughter's passing, which I can imagine. Yeah. So when Miriam and Ellen started dancing together as, you know, instructor student, there was electricity between both of them that just sparked their souls and kind of brought life to both of them. Ellen had something to live for again. And Miriam too. Ellen was so smitten with Miriam. He was like, let's get married. And they did in 2006. He also bought her a dance studio of her own and a horse barn. And really he tried to give Miriam all the happiness that she deserved. All seemed to be going super, super great. And that is until tragedy struck this family again. This time it would be Alan who would take the hit. June 10th, 2008, Miriam had gone shopping all morning and had made lunch plans with Alan. And when Alan failed to show up at lunch and wasn't answering his cell phone, Miriam went home to find Alan on the ground in his study shot dead. He was shot in the back of the head and his house was ransacked. The kitchen drawers were like all open and it looked like a robbery slash murder. Okay. Which is super scary. I hate that shit, by the way. Oh. Robberies. Yeah. yeah. I'm not in for a robbery. <laughs> What's the problem? Tell me exactly what happened. He, he was on the floor. It looks like somebody came in and robbed him. So she is, when the police arrive, Miriam is very cooperative with the police because, you know, they look at the spouse first. They took her in for gunshot residue testing and questioning. And Miriam was like, I'm here for it. She said she was out shopping. She had all of her receipts with her from that day. uh, She had no gunshot residue on her hands or on her clothes. And she was as distraught as you would think a grieving wife would be. There was nothing out of the ordinary um, with her. The thing that was out of the ordinary was the house was ransacked, but it was like not ransacked like a normal house would be. For instance, they ransacked the kitchen, Gretchy, and Mm -hmm. that's not really where people hide their cash or their jewelry, although maybe it is a good place that we all should start hiding our cash in our cookie jars because you the should. police are like, this is not normal. You know, people go to the master bedroom first. Uh-huh. In a bag of flour. And I read you should hi- hide your shit, you know, your good jewels and shit in your uh, kid's room. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in a box because they're not, they're not going to go through their closet. They're not looking for Legos. Put it okay. Up in the closet in like a safe in the closet of your kid's room. That is if I had idea. good shit, that's where I would put it, but I don't. So don't. don't I me. know. 
That's the same. I promise me. I don't have any good shit. I, uh, like I my swear. Earring. Oh, I got these earrings. They're super cute um, for my birthday from my friend Stephanie. But, you know, I have stuff like this. Like it's not it's not worth, you know, thousands. It's mm-hmm. just really cute stuff you could get at, you know. The earrings the I'm store. wearing are gold little huggy earrings that look like they have diamonds from Amazon. And they are ten dollars. And every time they turn green, I buy a new pair for $10. <laughs> I have a ring on right now. That's the kind of shit I have. <laughs> and it, it it turned green in the um in the jacuzzi when I was on my trip. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's time for a new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, okay. Uh so back to this this ransack of the kitchen. And the other thing that they thought was kind of bizarre was that Ellen was shot in the back of his head, which means he wasn't coming at the robbers. He was, I guess, running away from the robbers, which I I think is not a normal kind of shooting for somebody that might be, you know, I don't know. No, if a robber was holding a gun at has a gun and is saying like, I'm going to rob you. You're going to be facing them and you're going to be saying, I mean, most likely I would imagine you're going to be saying, take it. Don't I know. Don't shoot. And and, and <laughs> the other thing I think is robbers don't really, they don't want to shoot time. you. Yeah. They don't want to shoot you. Right. I mean, you're going to prison for life if you get caught and if you get caught stealing somebody's jewelry. Yeah. In Colorado, they really don't fuck around with that too. Um, they don't fuck around with what, oh, uh, life and or killing yeah, somebody, sending yeah, people like, away. Yeah. Yeah. For killing. You're done though. Right. So they thought that this was not a robbery, but more of a murder. The other thing also, they, they couldn't really find what the robber took. You know, there was nothing really missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were valuables there that somebody would have taken if they were actually out to get something. So it looked like a murder. Um, Miriam was pretty nervous at this point because if somebody had wanted her husband dead, were they going to want her dead as well? Could this have been a business deal? You know, the guys in the land and real estate, like, could it have been a business deal that gone bad or turned bad or somebody disgruntled person? I mean, it, it could be anybody. And it turned out it seemed to be so. Miriam kept having this really weird feeling once she went back to live in the house that somebody was in there or somebody was coming by or somebody was moving her shit. So she had a friend with her most of the time, which I would also. I I don't even know if I would go back to the house. I don't think I would. To be honest with you. But she said she felt most comfortable there because she felt closest to Alan when she was at the house. But she did keep a friend with her most of the time. One day when her and her friend were driving home, they saw a envelope on Miriam's doorstep just sticking out of her front door mat. She opened it. It was a greeting card. And it said something like this. I got Alan with his name spelt wrong, by the way. And um, you're next. Run, run, run. She immediately just fell to her knees in sheer panic. Her friend grabbed the card and took it straight to the police. 
the card was hand delivered. So there was no, you know, postage or a stamp from what post office it came from. There were no fingerprints or DNA on the card and the card wasn't sealed. So they couldn't get like, you know, spit DNA or anything like that. And the barcode on the back of the card had been cut out. So scary. Yeah. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. 
Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's Fastapro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes, Hormone Harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful 
clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve genius you'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again refill start at just 225 blue land is trusted in over 1 million homes including mine y'all when i received my first shipment of blue land i was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense it's so easy you just Drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. So police, other than this card, did not have a lot of leads. Um, but they were like, let's let's figure out where this card was manufactured, where it was sold. Yes, the you know, the barcode was taken off, but I think they can figure it out, right? I mean, hopefully we have smart investigators. So they did. There were only three stores that sold this particular card. And so they went to each of those three stores and got their surveillance videos and they were able to see who purchased each of those cards. And when they pulled up the video for one of them, they recognized somebody and guess who it was? Don't tell me Miriam. It was Miriam. <laughs> Miriam. Listen, I'm sorry, but you got to you you got to get rid of some shit when you are <laughs> robbing yourself, girl. You have got to take money out of the wallet. Ditch the wallet. Throw it in the river. You have got to, you know, do something more. More buy buy the all the also buy the card like months in advance. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to to go somewhere there's not surveillance, Miriam. Yeah. Also, you know what else I'm suspicious of? What? I'm suspicious of the fact that Miriam didn't buy cameras. If somebody came to your house and shot it up, wouldn't you be have high security? One, if you're I, so afraid of somebody coming back. Wouldn't yes, and this get is 2008, so I don't know if they had Ring yet, but they did but have they cameras. But they had cameras. But they had that Nest camera for the kids. You know, we had that, and mm-hmm. I I have those everywhere, and it, it like, alerts you when somebody just, it's like Ring, you know, it, like, alerts you Listen, right away when you see somebody. They have, some, they have the wildlife cameras. Those are happening in Colorado. Yeah. Everybody knows about them. You oh, decide. yeah. So I follow 100%. some groups and I see bears on people's porches. It's real cute. Yeah. Yeah. She should have done that. Mm-hmm. Well, she shouldn't have because she's she might be the murderer. I'm not saying she is, but okay. she might. Police were like, well, killer, killer, soul stealer, Miriam. And Miriam's like, no. That was not me killing Alan. I did write that card, but that's because you guys aren't doing anything. And I needed to spice this investigation up to get you on it. 
well, police were not buying that, right? But they didn't have enough evidence. That's all they had, but they needed more evidence, even if it was circumstantial evidence. Um, And they were able to find some things. For instance, Gretch, Miriam was writing checks to herself for tens of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And she also tried to take a life insurance policy out on Alan just months before. Um, She ended up canceling it because they weren't giving it to her because she wasn't letting Alan know that she was taking out life insurance on him. Oh, shoot. So she didn't get that. Um, There was also some other damning evidence against her when the investigators started talking to Alan's kids. So his grown children said in the last couple months, it was really impossible to talk to their dad. Every time they called or left messages, they were never returned. And his daughter grew like so concerned. She called Miriam and she's like, what is going on? And Miriam's like, oh, he's just so sick. He can't get out of bed. He has this heart condition and it's getting worse. And, you know, I mean, I don't know, but I'm. I'm assuming that Miriam was probably just erasing their messages, you know, when he's sleeping. Mm -hmm. I also think that Miriam was poisoning him because when authorities pulled Miriam's computer and looked at her search history, they found a bunch of Google searches asking about overdosing on drugs that Alan already had prescriptions for, like Ambien and shit like that. The isolation and everything, it reminds me of the case of Casey Kasem. I know, me Which too, we did a dude. bonus and the wicked stepmother that kept the children away. Yeah, so if you want to listen to that one, that is on Patreon or our Apple subscription bonus. It reminded me of that too. When I was looking up forensic files or something on this, the kids were talking and and she's like, we were calling and we were calling and we were texting and it's not like my dad to be like this. And yeah, I immediately like red flags, like that is not, not okay. And Miriam is a newbie, you know, they haven't been together that long. Yeah. Here's another thing. If you're uh, considering um, a crime with, for a big life insurance payout, you know, those insurance companies, they record all your phone calls. You know, when always when you call, I think almost always. But yeah, they record the phone calls. So if you're talking to an insurance agent, yeah, they want it on record. Oh, when yeah. you're like, hey, I want to get uh, some life insurance for my husband. Yeah, That's and how you're they not know. thinking anything of it. And so, yeah, they keep records of that shit. Yeah, that's probably so how you better make out. sure your husband knows. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like he probably would have been like, okay, whatever. You know, she could have made something up. Like, hey, I was talking to my friend. Just get it on yourself, too. Just be like, I want to make sure we're both taken care of. What's the problem? (laughs) You're really. Don't be. If you're going to off someone, don't be cheap about it. (laughs) We're going down a dark rabbit hole here about how (laughs) to say (laughs) how to murder your husband. She I think she actually was poisoning him. Um, He just was not dying. He just was sleeping a lot. Um, 
They also saw that uh, just months before his death, Alan had made a business deal and Miriam and him went to go pick up the money for it. It was a $150,000 cashier's check. And when Alan got in the car, Miriam was like, oh, I got to go do this and that before she got in the car. She had to run back for some reason. While Alan was waiting for her in the car, he noticed smoke coming up from the gas cap. Someone had lit like one of those long cotton um, sticks, you know, with like the cotton swab on the bottom and stuck it. They lit it and stuck it in the bottom of his gas tank to try to blow his ass up. Ooh. Now, I have not heard of that before. Well, it was out of a scene of a movie that they had just watched called No Country for Old Men. I remember that movie. I, you know, I don't remember movies. Uh, I just remember (laughs) crime details. But uh, yeah, I mean, I remember the title of the movie. Yeah. So I remember the title, too. So I guess that scene was in that movie that those two had just watched. Alan, you know, the police were called and they were questioned. Everybody was questioned about this. And Alan was asked at the time, like, do you think your wife could have done this? And he was like, no way. And they were like, are you sure? Because she was by the back of your car and we think we might have surveillance on her doing it. And he was like, no, no way. And then he's like, well, I mean, you never know somebody totally. And then he's like, do you have surveillance? And they were like, no, we don't. Um, but he, he, he honestly did not think that it would be her doing this because he said, basically he had a prenup and he was worth more alive for Miriam than he was dead. And it's true except for the fact that that $150,000 that's the what is true (laughs) (laughs) that yes that some things are priceless Alan maybe you weren't a good lay oh man maybe those dancing skills never improved you know right didn't translate yeah but that $150,000 cashier's check is just like cash and could have been just Fine for enough to move on to somebody that was better at dancing. That's right. All right. Police also decided to look further into Miriam's first husband's death. Remember that suicide? Yeah. Well, turns out Miriam's first husband supposedly shot himself while sleeping in bed next to Miriam. So Miriam is next to him sleeping. He puts a pillow in between them to, I guess, save her from the splatter. And then with his right hand upside down, shoots himself. The thing is, is that he's not right-handed. Yeah. He's left-handed. And why on earth would you ever do that while your spouse is next to you? Yeah. And not upside down. No. The... I'm trying to do it right now. That doesn't doesn't shake out. It doesn't. And the thing also is the first officer on duty in the case was Miriam's brother-in-law. And so it was just immediately ruled a suicide. There was no questions. Right. They never tested her. And so I think that she might have had something to do with that first husband's 
death. And I'm not saying that she had anything to do with her daughter's death, but yeah, that was my next question. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It could be multiple. Weird. It's weird. Yikesy. I would like to know if she had some sort of life insurance on her daughter or something, you know? Okay. Just side note. I mean, because it's, we're talking about heinous mothers. I mean, I'm just reading a little bit of the details of the Lori Vallow trial that's going on right now. I had to Uh stop. You can't imagine how bad it was. It's worse. It's worse. That's why we don't do children. Yes. It's worse. She is awful. Awful, 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 awful. Yeah. Um, So I think when that car bomb didn't work and then the poisoning was taking too long, Miriam decided to grab the gun that was missing actually when they were looking for it that was next to their bed always um, and have a little shopping spree before she was, you know, going to do the, do the do, uh, made some last calls to Alan. Cause you hear on her messages like, Alan, where are you? Alan? Uh, it's yeah. not like you to not answer the phone. Um, uh, Ellen, I'm waiting at the Chinese food place for you. Where the heck are you? Uh, and then she made that final call about the Chinese food and then headed home to call nine one one. But probably before that whole thing, she, you know, tossed out all the evidence, took a shower, whatnot. Okay. Police were piecing this whole story together. And while they were doing so, Miriam decided to skip town. She took herself to Florida. I mean, I think I would have taken myself to like Mexico if I was her. Better idea. But she didn't. She went to go visit her son in Florida and she decided there she would use Alan's dead wife's identification. And she started going by the name of Sharon with Sharon's ID. Okay. She also got on dating sites looking for sugar daddies and started dating a new boo. Okay. And I guess you don't have to be young to have a sugar daddy because this chick is like, well, if she's trying to get a sugar daddy, I really don't blame her for changing her name because Miriam is not a sugar baby name. Okay. That's not, it's not sexy. Sharon is a big step up from Miriam. Oh my God. I think Miriam, Miriam shops at casual corner. (laughs) (laughs) And Sharon wears leopard. Wears long necklaces. Okay. 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 Oh, I have to remember these girls were talking about this, like where that this like Southern something um, it's called. There's like some sort of thing for it, but it's a way people wear their clothes and it's called Southern something. But I do see it a lot in Texas. The Southern people have a different way of dressing than us in California. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I feel so like I think a Miriam, think Miriam is like the is linen Southern. pants. Yes. That's, I that's picture it. somebody where they think their waist is under their boobs. They, that's where <laughs> they wear their pants too. And they have the linen pants with the white yeah. button up, button yeah. up top. Yeah. Okay. I get you. I get you. Okay. Sharon. And that, like I said, Sharon, Sharon don't probably, do that. No, Sharon's no, no. Looking for a sugar daddy. Okay. Yeah. So they also uncover that Miriam has had a history of check fraud 
didn't start with Alan. She had been stealing people's money for quite some time and actually served herself a little time in jail in Florida before she met Alan. Oh. She also is suspected of trying to burn somebody's house down that she frauded, but they couldn't prove that it was her. You know, it was just she frauded them. They turned her in. Their house almost got burned down. Weird coincidence. So anyways, when they finally, the investigators finally got their ducks in a row, they went and arrested Miriam in Florida and brought her back to Colorado, where she would, of course, plead not guilty. And she even got up on the stand to defend herself. And Mm -hmm. uh, they they did not allow the jury to hear anything about that ex-husband's death. Okay. But it didn't matter, thankfully, because the jury decided that they did not believe her and they sentenced her to life in prison without parole with an additional 198 years. So in Wow. I told December, you they don't have around in Colorado. Yeah. No. And so I looked, she tried to get a reduced sentence recently, like in the last couple years, but they denied her of that. And she is in the correctional facility in Colorado. She kind of looks like a good prisoner. Like if you were to think of a lady prisoner, she looks just like that. Like she has kind of a harsh, like a hard kind of look to her. You know, she's not young. But she's got dark hair and she just looks a little rough. Okay. But prison will do that to you. Prison will do that to you for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Interesting. So that, that is the case of Ellen. Wow. Good one. I know. Well, listen, I'm kind of sad we're not recording the bonus today. But I can't wait to talk to you about next week because, you know, I'm following the Danny Masterson trial and I haven't given you all an update. There's a good possibility that we'll get a verdict by that next week. But let me just tell you what shit happened yesterday because it's not being reported by mainstream media. And I'm reading the court transcripts every day. Are you going to tell it on this? Are you going to tell? I'm just going to tell you a little bit. I'm just going to tell you what happened and then we're going to discuss it on Patreon. Okay. Okay. So basically, there was um, an email sent from a woman who claimed that she didn't does not work for Scientology to okay. the judge complaining about something about the detectives that are part of this case. Okay. Danny Masterson has been accused of uh, forcible rape, right? Like he drugs women, rapes them, whatever. And this right? guy, Danny Masterson, was on that 70s show. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. So... This woman sends this email and this email is forwarded to, you know, the judge addresses it without the jury being there, but addresses it with the, you know, defense or whatever. So they right. bo- they get copies of this email. Well, apparently the woman did not realize that sh- there was a link attached to the email that had the shared files from the c- discovery evidence from the case. So, you know, both sides have to disclose what they have. So the prosecution shares like emails between the accusers and the police and 
text messages and all of this stuff. And it is, you know, illegal as F to share this with anybody outside of the legal teams involved. It's not supposed to get out to the press or, you know, anyone. This is very confidential and would be very unethical. But somehow the Church of Scientology had it. Stop it. Yeah. How does she know? So after this trial, because this woman sent accidentally sent it to the judge who sent it to everybody else and the judge is pissed off. She is like, just we're going to get circle back to this. But just so you know, you're going to be subpoenaed and you're going to be subpoenaed. Like she is going after like the lawyers that are involved. And you know who was the first lawyer on this case? Tom Massaro. So he's probably going to get subpoenaed too because he was involved on the, in the first trial. They're all going to have to answer oh. for them giving up this information to the church. I mean, it is so corrupt AF. That so, is bananas. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, that we're going to talk more about that on Patreon. Yeah, I'll tell so you more. If you have yeah. not subscribed yet, do it. Um, if you listen on Apple, you can just do that there on the bonus. Um, I think it's called the Clink Clink Club, something like that. You can just click on that. And then those are on Thursdays. Also, if you have not given us a rating or a review, we would love you to do so right now. Um, and I think that's all for now. Check us oh, out. Also, on if you really are interested, I, you should go to t- TonyArtega.com. That's where I get all my information, really. Okay. I just right, I don't want to take Tony. credit for something that you know Good. I didn't do because he does all the heavy lifting. Okay. All right. Go there if you need to. Or you could just listen on Patreon on Thursday. Either or. Um, either or. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Follow us at uh, Housewives of True Crime Group if you want to talk privately um, with all the other group members, but it doesn't show everybody on Facebook if you guys are still on Facebook. Also, our Instagram. um, And I think that's all. Also, we have a TikTok um, and we're putting up like shorts there. So I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys. Um, Tell your friends about us and we will catch you on Thursday or next Monday. Clink, clink, clink.